You may have heard me tell this story before. It's one of my favorites. I actually heard it in a, a homily from a priest out in Boston. I used to listen to this guy's homilies, Father Peter Grover. And uh, he t- would tell the, the best stories. He said when he was a really young priest, he was working in an inner city parish in Boston. And he wanted to take the kids um, from the youth group to go deep sea fishing. That was something he loved to do with his father when he was growing up. And so he got a school bus and he got his, the whole youth group to get, and chaperones and everything and they went to the ocean. And um, they chartered a boat and they were going to go fishing with this whole big group on this big boat. And um, as soon as they got in the uh, harbor or whatever, they, they started, before they even got out into the ocean, the boat, it was like none of these kids had ever been on a boat before. And one of them started throwing up. They got seasick. And so they immediately turned the boat around, and one of the moms was going to take this uh, boy um, and go do something. And she said, actually, I, I grew up around here, and there's a boardwalk nearby, and there's like an arcade, and there's pizza and ice cream. So any, you know, anybody else that's not feeling well, you know, they can come with me. And every single kid got off the boat, <laughs> except two stayed with Father Peter and the captain of the boat. And all the rest of the chaperones, all the, all the rest of the kids, they were like, that sounds better. We're going to go do that. Um, but these two boys stayed and they went fishing and they caught a bunch of fish and um, they, you know, cleaned them. And then they, you know, the, the captain helped fillet them to take them back to their families to go cook that night for dinner. And as they're walking back to the school bus after this long day out at sea, um, this one boy just sighs and he goes, that was the best day of my life. And... Um, Father Peter said, had you never done anything like that before? And he started to explain how, yeah, basically his, his dad, he doesn't know who his dad is, and his mom uh, works all the time, and so he has to basically stay at home. He doesn't really do that much. He never has been outside, really, the, the neighborhood, much less the city, uh, much less to go out on the ocean and to go fishing and do this amazing adventure. Um, and Father Peter just was reflecting as they walked back to the bus and all these other kids in their ice cream comas or whatever that... Uh, had spent the day playing video games and, and doing things that they you know, could do any day of the week. Um, maybe it was kind of a special day, but they weren't particularly memorable pleasures that they, that they engaged in that day, not like these, these two boys who had stayed and fished. And he reflected on how we often do this, we follow the wrong voice. You know, there's an invitation to some new thing that we've never done before. Um, and we have to trust the one who's inviting us. It may not seem immediately attractive. We may not understand what's in store for us if we say yes. Um, whereas there's all these other voices that are like, you can always come and do this, you know? This is fun. You know this pleasure. You know this comfort. And we can tend to, to follow that voice, even though the voice calling us to adventure, the voice calling us to something new, to a more abundant life, um, is right there if we say yes to it. But there's something in us that just chooses comfort. Um, this is what I think Jesus is saying with the, the sheep hear my voice. The sheep follow the voice of the shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. I call them by name and I lead them out into green pastures. I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly, he says. That's why I came. Because I have something in mind for you, a joy that I have for you. But there are these other voices that call us not to adventure, not to joy, 
not to greatness or sainthood, but to comfort, which is another way of saying, like, attachment, addiction, idolatry, you know? Um, It may be immediately pleasurable or gratifying, but we know that feeling afterwards when we didn't choose the greater good. We chose this comfort. We chose this thing uh, instead of the one calling us into freedom. And it leaves us feeling empty, ashamed, um, not full of life. And often with this sense that it was my fault. I I missed my chance. I missed this opportunity. Um, So how do we follow the voice? How do we recognize the shepherd? It's actually a good shepherd Sunday. This fourth Sunday of Easter is normally when uh, we talk about vocations to the priesthood, which is this way that God continues to uh, provide shepherds for the sheep, is through especially the priesthood, our pastors. But all vocations, I remember that was, the, for me, the call to the priesthood, my vocation, was the moment where it was like, do I follow this voice or not? You know, and it wasn't just one single moment. It was this whole discernment process, and even through the seminary, um, letting my heart come to this, or letting God cultivate my heart so that I had the freedom to say yes to this adventure, to stay on the boat and go fishing rather than go back and do the comfortable thing. I think that our vocation, discerning our vocation, is for young people one of the most, the, the deepest causes of anxiety. Um, I know for me, when I was like in high school thinking about where to go to college and what to major in, I was like, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. You know, they kept asking me, like, well, what do you like? What are you, what are you good at? And I was like, I don't know. Um, it was too much to, to imagine, like, I'm 18 years old and I have to imagine what I'm going to do for the next 60 years. Um, it was overwhelming. But then I got to college and, you know, priests and focus missionaries were asking me things like, well, what does God want you to do with your life? Which was more helpful. Maybe it wasn't like I had to figure it out all about myself, but what if God calls me to something I don't want to do? You know, maybe it makes it even scarier. Um, But the fact is that your vocation, and this has been my experience, and I'm sure Father Tim and anyone in their vocations, that while it is scary on the front end of like saying yes to this radical commitment, this structure of committed love that we're called into to give our lives away as a gift, um, seems so costly, seems so scary, but it's actually the greatest gift God has to give you. The priesthood, this call to the priesthood to give my life, to commit my life, um, to be with the shepherd and even to shepherd the sheep with him. Uh, It's the greatest gift he could have ever given me. Um, And so, yeah, we're scared of what he might call us to, but actually the vocation, what the shepherd is calling us to, this abundant life, is a call home. God is calling you not to go do something, He's not going to be like, okay, this is what I want you to do, and this is how many souls I want you to save, now go do it. And we're like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have even asked. I should have just done something more comfortable, something easier. Um, He's calling you to be with him. That's what it says in Mark when he calls the 12 apostles, by the way. It says, he went up the mountain to pray, and then he called those to himself whom he wanted so that they could be with him, and then he could send them out to preach the gospel. He wanted them. God wants you. Jesus sees you. He doesn't want you to do something for him. He wants you to be with him. So then he can send you out and to to live this life of adventure. But our ultimate vocation, our first vocation and our last vocation, the ultimate identity we have in Christ is not, first of all, priest, religious, married, single, father, mother, husband, wife. 
Those are secondary vocations to the primary vocation of being a son or a daughter. That's who we are in Christ, primarily. And that is the voice, that those, the voices of the robbers and the thieves, you know, those voices calling us to comfort. That's the identity they most want to undermine, is your identity as a son or a daughter, that you can depend on God, that he actually loves you, that what he's calling you to, is to something for your good. I'm reading this book right now, The Prodigal Son by Henry Nouwen. I was given it when I was in college and started reading it, didn't like it. I started reading it again uh, this past week, and it's just speaking to my heart in, in a lot of ways. But it, I want to just read this one little passage that has to do with this. He says, The choice for my sonship is not an easy one. The dark voices of my surrounding world try to persuade me that I am no good and I can only become good by earning my goodness through making it up the ladder of success. These voices lead me quickly to forget the voice that calls me my son, my beloved. These dark voices drown out that gentle, soft, light-giving voice that keeps calling me my favored one. They drag me to the periphery of my existence and make me doubt that there is a loving God waiting for me at the very center of my being. Another way of saying this, I once heard a priest um, talk about discernment. And when those voices, you hear those voices stirring you up to anxiety, to fear, to insecurity, feelings of shame, inadequacy, despair, sadness, loneliness. When you have a thought that leads to one of those feelings, he says, who never talks to me like that? Who would never make me feel that way? The Good Shepherd. My friend, Jesus, he speaks to me in kindness and warmth. Even when I'm failing, even when I'm totally a mess, he never says, see, you'll never make it. Who do you think you are? Those thoughts of, that lead to despair, to inadequacy, to shame, that's the evil one. That's the robber. That's the thief trying to undermine the shepherd's plan for your welfare, for your happiness, for your joy. So that's the good news, that God's calling us to the abundant life, but we don't have to invent the abundant life. This is what, one of the things that made me quit social media was I was watching other people live supposedly abundant lives, and all I was doing was like sitting there scrolling and feeling bad about myself. So I'm like, I don't think I need that, <laughs> right? To just imagine, like, if I just did that, or if I did this, or maybe if I lived a life like that person, then I'd be living an abundant life. We don't need to do it. We don't need to be the author of our own meaning. Thank God. We just need to listen to the voice. Listen for the shepherd who calls us by name, who wants us, who desires our good, who wants some joy for us. And we can recognize his voice by how he addresses us. The voice of kindness, the voice of our friend, the voice of our father who encourages and lifts up and calls to greater love and greater adventure. So this is my prayer for you, especially you who graduate today. We'll have a blessing at the end of Mass. Graduate this week uh, or have graduated this year in December. Moving on to the next thing, um, that the Lord is calling you home. And his voice is always present. And you recognize it. You will recognize it. Because you're his sheep. Your heart will know, this is the Lord who's calling me.